What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Going Innocence Podcast presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Twitter is at Sports. Instagram is at Sports. TikTok and YouTube and anything else, Immaculate Sports. Well, episode 26 today. It's been half a year, man. Half a year. I need to turn off my phone. Text from mom. Hi. How are you doing? (laughs) So, today we're going to talk about the NFL offseason. We got our first tags. We're also got a little segment comparing players all across the three major sports. For example, Acuna or Soto? Who would you have? Rather. We'll get into that soon enough. But first, let's get into our openers. Actually, first, let's talk about... Actually, first, it, it, Brett and Alex are here. Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, we're important, too, Kyle. You just want to skip over us? We're, we're supporting members of this uh, podcast. John isn't here. We're all sad. Yeah, no uh, Lions talk today. Yeah. Except for uh, receiver. No boogie. Yeah. We might talk about... Yeah. He didn't get a tag, but yeah. we'll talk about him. So, first off, it's been six months, man. Six months since our first day... Our first episode of Skyler still doesn't mute his notifications. His mom is blowing oh up his phone God. right now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's been a fun okay. six months. Looking forward to the next six months. We'll be on episode fifty-two in uh, six months from now. Yeah, that'll be week one of the NFL season. Or recap in week one should be. Yeah, hopefully, because that's what we did the first yeah. episode the first time. All right, but first off, openers or second off, I guess. Uh, I'm taking mine. The Cleveland State. Nah. Cleveland State. They might go dancing, though. They are going dancing. They have 24 seconds left in their game, so by the time that you'll be listening to this, they... They will be Horizon League champions. Yeah, and they should be <laughs> dancing. Uh, but my opener is Steph Curry. Won his second uh, three-point contest. His first since 2015. Duel it out against Mike Conley in the finale and uh, got it done in the money ball to put him one over. Bring home the championship. Good for him. If you guys listen to the podcast, you know I'm pretty much the only guy who talks about hockey here. But this time, I'm going to talk about golf. I'm going to be the first one to talk about golf. Bryson Shambo won the Arnold Palmer, Kyle's favorite drink, Invitational this past weekend. Uh, if you know me, you know me and Bryson Shambo and Kyle. Actually, yeah, all three of us have quite a connection as we saw Bryson Shambo play, I believe, last year over at Pebble Beach, one of my favorite pros. He beat, I believe it was Westwood, to take home the championship. Uh, hit a clutch putt on the 18th. Big ups. Big ups to Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah. Also, it's not the first person talking about. Okay, my, my we, had, we had Paul in here with we his, did have his Paul. little cameos with Charlie Woods. I believe uh, you had an opener about the Masters about... Uh, I think I did. Like 12 did. weeks ago. Uh, it, 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 it doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but matter. mine's going to be uh, fan-controlled football. <laughs> <laughs> so Josh Gordon make his debut. He mossed a couple kids. It was pretty cool to see. Uh, actually, in this league, it's ran through Twitch and their app, and the fans actually pick the plays before they happen. There's no play clock. I thought that was pretty interesting. Also, uh, the undefeated team, I don't remember what they're called, but no one even their knows. quarterback is uh, Quinton Flowers, who played at South Florida and had... Hey, you don't remember Quentin Flowers, man? I don't think anyone knows who that is. That is. Yeah, Heisman votes a couple Skyler, weeks. You're, you're the only guy here. Okay, Cleveland yeah. Cleveland State is just has confirmed their dance. They're, but they're, they're dancing right now. fucking dancing right Skyler, now. Skyler, as, as the only guy here who watches fan control, I have to imagine Josh Gordon was pretty dominant. 
Yes. Yeah, okay. Because, yes. like you said... It, of the it's, guys, a little weird. it's seven on seven. It's not like a full field. Of the guys you mentioned, I didn't know one of their names. And knowing Josh Gordon is a pretty decent NFL receiver, I'd have to imagine he's he's having a field day out there. Yeah, he, he was pretty good. He and, got a touchdown on the first possession. <laughs> so, in fan control of football, so I'm choosing the plays, can't yeah. opposing team fans... Choose the place for the team that they're going to hijack it. Yeah, I'm sure. But it, once you log in, you can only pick your favorite team once. So maybe they think that'll control the fans. What if they just make another account? They could. Overall, it sounds stupid. Yeah, it, it's a little stupid. <laughs> it's a little stupid. But but I like watching Josh Gordon. So that was my favorite thing. All right. So my favorite thing. I'm gonna uh, go back to All Star Weekend. It was Dame and Steph taking the court together. Making half court shots from deep, deep. Like I've never seen them shoot okay. that far. Half deep, court, deep, and deep, deep. Not deep, just deep. deep, deep, deep. Also, Steph sharing the court with LeBron James. That was pretty cool. Mm. Their team is really stacked. The first time they've been on the same court together. Can we talk about Katie's charities? How mad they must be. This <laughs> got five hundred. How much did LeBron get? Like one point two. million. Katie did not win a single quarter to help out those charities. Tough. Well, this whole play. team was okay, hurt. Okay, yeah. Best players were hurt, pretty much. Ben Simmons. Embiid. Three-point guard. Durant. Alright, so moving on to Doe's report. The Warriors open up. <laughs> so, a very tough stretch coming up. Clippers, Lakers, Jazz, all in order. Oof. Fun. Yeah. There are reports, though. We might get Old Depot. I don't know how much we have to offer for that. Uh, Brad Wanamaker. That... <laughs> Yeah. And no, don't say it. He had a good game last game. Jordan Poole, <laughs> twenty-six points. But we have to make the playoffs right now. We're at the nine seed. We're I, I think Curry's gonna have a little stretch where right? he's gonna dominate. He's gonna have Carey. to. He's just gonna do what he does. Carry us into the Get playoffs. Get Wiseman some more minutes. Move him back in the rotation. Get some, you know, uh, trades for a backup guard. What? He wants backup guard. Oladipo. We had to. I would imagine we had to get Wiggins <laughs> to get all Or first round. He's he's on an aspiring contract. Minnesota pick. No, it's too much. I don't want to give him. Yeah. It'd be our pick. Or our pick for our next year first rounder. And Jordan Poole. <laughs> hey. That I'm, I'm down for. All right, let's go to the age report now. Uh, spring training has been kind of interesting. We've been giving up lots of runs, but we've also been scoring a good amount of runs. We had a. The game on, I think Sunday it was, when uh, Matt Chapman and Matt Olson went back-to-back, and then Ramon Laureano hit a home run later on into the game. It's always good to see. And then uh, Matt Chapman also went deep today. Mm-hmm. Tyler Soderstrom had a yes. double. His first RBI, 19-year-old catching prospect. Yeah, it's going to be a beast. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're getting closer to the baseball season. Still got a little over three to four weeks. So uh, April 1st, I know we're all... Gonna be paying attention to. Uh, we're gonna be glued. Yeah, glued to the screen do. as we host the Astros to start the season, and then we also get to host the Dodgers right after that. So yeah, that's gonna be fun. be fun. And hopefully we sh- could be able to attend some of those games. Uh, it seems like things might be opening up here in California. You are well. The A's actually sent out an email. They said that you can. Uh, they're not doing season tickets this year, but you can. Uh, you can buy tickets and pods, which is yeah. Josh bought a pod. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so the average amount of ace fans going to the games is 
How many games? Yeah. We're pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were already socially distanced at O.co before COVID, so yeah, yeah. it won't be new to us. That's true. But they still make 15000 Loud. Quite loud. I still think that uh, Monday through Thursday games in the MLB should be free. I still okay, think. I don't know why. I, I think Rob will be a little bit mad about that, Skyler. I think Rob would be fired. Yeah. <laughs> it depends where you're at. Because, I mean, any day, in, any time. I feel like that many people, concession and merchandise will even out. Yeah, but think what about, that, like, yeah. uh, say, uh, what's the team with a relatively new stadium? The Braves. The Braves yeah. opened a new stadium like, two, three years ago. Texas. Think, yeah, taxes. Think about how much money they're making in tix- tickets just because they have a new stadium. That's a ton of revenue. Even I if they food. It, I think the overall goal, good. right? If you're Rob Manfred, what you want to do is create more baseball fans. I mean, if you're the A's, I think it would almost be smart for the A's to do something like that. Yeah. You get, you know, closer to a full. I still don't even think they fill up O.co with free tickets. To be honest, I, but they, I mean, I mean maybe, but I mean the yeah. tickets already what seven bucks on like a Wednesday, and it's cheap for t- shitty tickets. Though. Yeah, but like good tickets are still fifty plus. I mean, I'd be buying those colossal dogs day in day out. <laughs> uh, yeah. The glizzy, baby, the nachos hit different. But uh, <laughs> we'll get into where your head at. We have six <laughs> different things to compare. Uh, I think we can. Just do that all before halftime, and then yeah. after that we'll go halftime trivia, and then we'll get out of here. So that's the agenda for today. But we're starting off with the baseball one. Two outfielders, two very young outfielders, two stars in the league. One has a ring. One might have one coming here in the next coming years, depending on how his team plays. It's Ronald Acuna and Juan Soto. Who are you taking and why? And this is this, this is in perspective of like you you get this player on your team. It's not only for this season; it's for the future. So obviously, Juan Soto tears the cover off the ball. But what I'm thinking about here is Ronald Acuna plays center field, and he constantly is going to have positive defensive runs saved in D War. Uh, I think if he sticks it out in center field and keeps the bat, he's going to be more valuable in the long run. Yeah. But I'm still going to take Soto for right now. Yeah, I, I, I like uh, where Acuna is. You know, he's, he's way more valuable defensively than Soto. However, I don't think he's going to be the center fielder even this year. I think Pache is going to take over every day starting center fielder for the Atlanta Braves. Acuna, like we saw him in the postseason last year, is going to play right, and he's going to play an above-average right field. For that reason, I am going to take Acuna. He's going to provide more steals. He won't hit for the average Soto does. He's still going to have a good on-base hit. Plenty of home runs, driving plenty of runs in a stacked Braves lineup. But just for the speed and defense, I'm going to take Acuna over Soto, who I believe is a top three hitter, pure hitter in this league. I'm going to take Juan Soto, the best hitter in the league. My opinion. Hmm. He's only 20. He has the potential to be the best hitter in the league. He is. I think he is. He He might already be the best hitter in the league. Pure hitter. He's a champion. He he carried that team with Rendon. And the pitching stuff. Okay, well, he showed up a lot. And Acuna, Acuna actually played pretty good in the postseason, but I'm going to take Juan Soto's bat just because he's just... If you if you put the speed into it, like Mike Trout has speed, but he doesn't spe- steal a lot of bases. Soto doesn't he, steal at all. He did. Trout stole a ton in his rookie year, but he was still nice with down. dealing with him. Yeah. Didn't want him to get hurt. I'm taking Soto just because when you have the shot... To have the best hitter in baseball on your team, you take it. This guy's getting out one every two times. Other time he's getting on base. 
Anybody that's that valuable hitting, I don't think you can pass up. Acuna is obviously a great player. There's no uh, like disregarding that. Like he's obviously one of the best players in baseball as well. But Juan Soto, his his bat is just something that we haven't seen in, in quite a while. He's got the vision of Barry Bonds. I said this last night. At a 22 year old too, he's extremely young and just not even close to his prime. So that should be fun to see. Next up, we're going on to players that are pretty much the same age, but play a different sport and are a lot taller. It's Luca and Zion. Who's your pick? I'm going to go with Luca because Luca has less of an injury concern. I feel like um, a ball handler is more valuable on you know my uh, hypothetical team that I'm building. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Luca. I'm going to copy Scott here. I'm going to go Luca as well. I like. I think Zion is actually an underrated playmaker. I've watched a couple Pelicans games this year. He seems to have good vision. They call him Point Zion on broadcast. Not sure if I'd go as far as to say he can run point for a team like Luka can. But I'm going Luka simply for the fact for the range, the ability to be clutch he's shown in the past. Zion, he can get you a bucket pretty much every given possession. Luka can set himself and his team up for a position to get a bucket. It's it's a three point game and I think Luca has more of that to offer. So for that I'm going Luca. I actually do think Zion shoots better from three pointer than Luca, but I'm taking Ooh, Luca. No, but think about think about how they're making those threes. Luca's taking Luca has to do everything for that Mavericks team. He's taking step backs. He's making his own shots. Zion can't do that from three. They're leaving Zion open to shoot threes because they don't want him near the rim. No Zion. Yeah, Zion's just a rim runner, slasher. I'm taking Luca Doncic. This guy has potential to be one of the greatest ever. I don't think Zion's ever going to be there. Luka's only 22, averaging a triple-double How old game. is Zion? 20. Okay, okay. They're both great they're, players. They're both good players, but I think Luka, overall, he just offers more as a facilitator, scorer, and his vision is amazing. Can't compare him to Larry Bird, but he's he's going to be one of the greatest ever. That's true. Scott actually brought up a good point with the injuries. I didn't even think about that. The longevity mm-hmm. factor is probably going to be better with Luca. But for the sake of conversation, I'm going with Zion. <laughs> I think he'd be fun to have on your team. Uh, a guy who's just going to get you bucket pretty much any any single time he gets the ball. He's a uh, shooting percentage is insane. He's only going to get better from here. Uh, he obviously can develop his three point shot more. He's a beast, and Luca might have his biggest move taken out here soon. The Luca leap probably <laughs> might be Luke taken Luke. out. <laughs> I like it with that that foul call thing, where if the defender like jumps in you, and even if they're still down, they they can get the foul call. I don't know. It's kind of stupid. A lot of the league hates it, but referees still have to call it because it's in the rule books. But uh, there's talk of that being taken out in the coming years, and I assume it does. So I'm taking Zion. There's no more Luca Leap for Luca. I understand your frustration. <laughs> that was really annoying. Yeah. yeah. Actually, Luca does shoot better. Last year he shot worse, so. Yeah, but there's also, I mean, Zion's three-point shots are going to be pretty much wide open when he's taking Luca's. He's going to be contested, covered. He's going to be top of the yeah. team here. I mean, three points is three points. Luca might be open half the time because defense is non-existent. That's true. Especially <laughs> with how the Mavs play. Yeah. They're really fucking fast. Luca just steps back the whole time. Yeah, he's... What's Luca's leader. defensive run safe, huh? All right, next one. <laughs> We're going to quarterbacks now. Uh, it's something that came up in our PS4 party, actually, a couple days ago. Uh, when we were talking to Sean, Lions fan. Uh, 
This does not include a Lions quarterback currently, but it includes a Lions quarterback in the past. It's Matthew Stafford. Maybe one in the future. Or uh, <laughs> Dak Prescott, a man who just got a four-year, $160 million contract, uh, as well as getting the franchise tag. That whole situation is kind of confusing. Heard rumors that he gets $75 million this first season, which doesn't really seem realistic because he'd be getting like 4 or $5 million a game. But... Uh, Together, Dak or Stafford? This is a tough one, but I'm going to go with the risky pick here and take Dak just because he's locked up, he's younger, he has time to grow. And Stafford, I feel like, yes, he has a, a top 10 arm in the NFL, but there's not much more room to grow. See, I'm not trying to win now. You see, I, I, I actually, okay, I mean. Well, I mean, I got a center fielder playing football. <laughs> I feel like it for football quarterback specifically it kind of depends on the roster around you like I think Stafford does have room to grow in his case he's moving from a Lions team to a Rams team I think just the people he has around him will allow, allow him to be better and Prescott's coming off an injury where People weren't sure if he was ever going to be able to play again when it first happened. I think that has to be taken into consideration. I know yes. Stafford is a little bit older, but I think I would take Stafford. He's proven he's, for the most part, avoided injury throughout his career. He's been relatively healthy, even with a subpar offensive line most of his career. Without injury, I think I would take Dak 100%. Young guy coming off a monster year and only showing improvement. But just due to that injury concern, not sure where his legs are going to be, if they're going to be the same, I'll take Stafford. Is this question fully healthy? No. Dak's right now. broken leg. <laughs> you have to play Dak with his broken leg or Stafford with 18 broken ribs. Oh, yeah. Shoulder. You're right. <laughs> Dislocated the other one. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take Dak Prescott because he's a young gunslinger. Uh, I feel like I haven't. I, Stafford's solid quarterback. I just feel like what Skyler said is right. You're a risk taker. I understand it. <laughs> he doesn't have any room to prove or grow. Uh, Dak has a lot of. I, when Dak got hurt, he was leading the league in passing yards. But like, it's true. <laughs> like yeah, they, they like over also, a thousand yards. They were also running the Pittsburgh Steelers type of offense where he was throwing I mean, fifty times. It, it was working though, so there's no problem with it. They were one and four though, right? I mean, yeah, because yeah, their defense yeah. was all time bad. That's why they need uh, safety. Maybe I mean, Von Holland out of Oregon. Stafford, Stafford, if he was healthy, literally would be in the same bubble because the Lions' defense pretty dang bad. But hey, hey man, throwing <laughs> a Danny Amendola out there. Hey man, but um, yeah, I'm gonna take Dak. I'm too. Also gonna go with Dak. Uh, I kind of just like Dak just based off a preference with like. Besides looking at the stats, I think Dak has a a chance to be really, really good in the league. Obviously, he's young. Obviously, he's coming off an injury. But those are the risks I'm willing to take uh, for a quarterback that has the potential like Prescott does. Uh, Stafford's still a great quarterback. Still a guy who's going to probably lead the Rams to uh, perhaps a Super Bowl run. I don't know. Uh, But actually, I think I did say that Stafford and the Rams are going to. Go to the Super Bowl. They're my favorite. Of the I think I said that. It, I forget. But, uh, yeah, I'm taking that. So, there's that. Mm-hmm. On to another baseball one. We're talking a couple more outfielders as we did the last time. Uh, it's Bryce Harper 
or the newly Canadian George Springer? This might be the toughest one on here. Um, I'm going to go with Bryce Harper because I think he's a better, a little better in the field. Obviously, uh, Springer and center, you know, as of right now, is going to be a little more valuable, but I see him moving over shortly. Yeah. So that doesn't really bother me that that Harper's a corner outfielder and he's got the star power. So I'm going with Harper. I didn't take the risk on the last one. I didn't take Dak because of injury. I'm going to take the risk, and I think Harper's going to have. I know he bounced back even a little bit last year, but I think Harper's going to have a huge year this year in Philadelphia. Yeah, like, I mean he's locked up forever. Yeah, I, there's no way he's going to stay hitting 250. It's just it's just not. I mean, happen. even though he didn't have the average last year, his on base percentage was still insane. He has an above average arm right field, like Skyler said. Springer's going to be a right fielder. And probably two to three years once Austin Martin and other guys come up for the Blue Jays, it it makes sense. He's he's already played a lot of right field with the Astros when Marisnik was there. I'm taking the upside with Harper's bat. They both strike out a lot. I think Harper's a little bit better on the offensive side of the ball. So yeah, give me Harper. Yeah, I'm gonna say Bryce Harper, one of the faces of the league, in my opinion. Well, I think I'm. Yeah. 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 Even though he's kind of struggled a little bit in Philly, I'm gonna take him. I I, I think Springer could put up really good numbers in Toronto. Uh, he's gonna hit well with that lineup there. It's gonna help him out a lot. But I'm gonna take Harper. Like Skyler said, I don't I don't expect him to be this bad. Or not this bad, but like be hitting 260. Inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna bounce back here one of these years, and it's, <laughs> might not be next year, but I'll take Bryce Harper. I am gonna go with George Springer just because of his uh, his terrorism against the A's and his his, his career. He there. He hit bomb after bomb after bomb, and I haven't seen Bryce Harper do anything against the A's because uh, he's probably played him only six times in his career. But uh, George Not Springer well. is a guy who now that he's out of Houston, I'm actually I I like quite a bit. I think he's mm-hmm. a fun hitter to watch. He just destroys the ball. I think he's gonna do great in Toronto. Bryce Harper, one of the he's a weird hitter. He uh, he strikes out a decent amount, but he also his OBP I'm at it right now. is extremely high. Yeah. He had a 420 uh, OBP last year. And hit 270. Only hit 268. Mm. So uh, he's a, he's definitely a weird hitter, but uh, I think Springer at the top of the lineup is something that I'd want. I mean, didn't didn't Springer lead the league in strikeouts a couple years ago? If I'm not so. mistaken, like both that. guys are going to strike out a lot, but yeah. Harper continuously gets on base despite an average so, batting so average. So yeah. Springer, Springer, so Springer you, you know there. Harper's eye though. I saw Foolish Baseball did a ten-year simulation on the top ten power hitters in baseball. Springer and Harper were on there, and Springer is the guy who can, similar to Trout, they both have such a good eye and. They're they're not horrible in the field. They got a little bit of speed. They could play the corner outfield position until their mid thirties. Yeah. Harper led the league in walks last year yeah. with forty nine and a shortened season. And two years ago, the year where everyone was hating on him his first year actually no, it was last year in Washington, the year before he moved to Philly. He only hit two forty nine. He still had an on base percentage of close to four hundred, led the league with hundred and thirty walks that year as well. So. Yeah, he's definitely a good hitter. Something that he learned from uh after being winning his MVP, uh, obviously gets a lot more walks and 
pitching around than uh, other guys in the lineup. So something that he had to do to to get better. And that's something that Javier Baez didn't do. And he just trouble swings at everything. Mm-hmm. I don't like Javier Baez at all. I think he's extremely overrated, but that's going a little bit off topic. Let's get back on topic. We're talking centers, not in the NFL, but in basketball. Yeah. It's uh, the process, Joel Embiid, or the Joker, Nikola Jokic. I'm going to go with Jokic um, for the durability factor. You know, he plays 40 minutes a night almost every night, and Embiid has had some serious injuries. And I know Embiid's been relatively healthy over the past couple of years. It still scares me, so I'm going to go with the Joker. I'm going to stick out the process and go with Joel Embiid. <laughs> I just think he, if I'm making, so I think in our hypothetical, we're making an NBA team. We're picking one to have on our team. I don't think Jokic fits in quite as well with a lot of, I, I think the situation he has in Denver is perfect for him. He's basically allowed to run point guard. And yes, you can build a team around him. But I think Embiid overall is going to fit in a little better. He's going to be able to space the floor. I mean, Jokic can as well. They both can space the floor. Uh, But the biggest reason I'm going to go with Embiid over Jokic is on the defensive side of the ball. I think Embiid is head and shoulders better than Jokic defensively, even though Jokic isn't like a slouch of a defender in any means. Embiid's borderline elite for that reason. I'll take Joel Embiid. I'm thinking Joel Embiid also. The best center in the league. He, I think Doc Rivers is letting him work in the post like he hasn't done in the last couple seasons. It's averaging career high 29. <laughs> I mean, what, well, 30, now. 30 now, yeah. What what can go wrong for Joel Embiid right now? But Okay, injury. Injury. <laughs> injury. <laughs> but, like Scott, he's been healthy the last couple of years. It's been Ben Simmons getting hurt. And that's why they've been losing playoff series. But I think... I, yeah, <laughs> the point the point center Jokic is really good though. I think they're top two in the league, and then Towns followed them up. But yeah, I'm going be defensive wise too. I'm taking Jokic. Uh, I think if you, if you need something to uh, like spark a franchise and be like a leader, I think Jokic is going to do a little bit better of a job because uh, he's able to make play. He's way probably the best passer. As a big man that ever. we've seen in a long, long time. I think ever. Yeah, he, he's right up there. Uh, I don't know about ever, but... I don't know about ever, but... That's something that I need to think about a little bit more. Uh, Embiid and Jokic, both great scores. Uh, Embiid, I'm giving the plus two on the defensive side. Rebounding is actually quite similar. They're both averaging, I think, 11 rebounds this year. But the playmaking and the leadership, I'm taking a little bit more with Jokic. Uh, so I'm sticking with the Joker. Mm-hmm. Lastly, we're going to football, and not NFL football quite yet. These players will be NFL players, I'm assuming, so within the next two months. Yes, sir. But uh, the two Alabama wide receivers is Devonta Smith and uh, Jalen Waddle. A lot of people think that Jalen Waddle is a copy and paste of Henry Ruggs, but that's just not the case. He is a true number one. And he's my number two receiver in this class. And number one is not Devontae Smith. I'm going to go with Jalen Waddle. This one's, this one's tough for me. I, I don't watch college football or scout as religiously as Skyler does. So I'm not going to sit here and lie to all of you and act like I know what each of them does better than the other. But what I do know is tape. And what I do know, and Skyler's not going to like this, is stats. Yes. Skyler's not a stat guy. Yeah. Well, but the stats t- are okay. I just don't like yeah. the guys who are like, oh my god, let's take the box score and fucking yeah. tweet about it all day, even though I didn't watch it. 
And I do really like Jalen Waddle. I think he's going to be a very good receiver. I think I have him as my number three behind Jamar Chase, who's my number one. And then Devon Smith, you just can't deny what he did on the field. I think he's been doubted. I think he's still doubted. And I think he's going to have a very good NFL career. The North is fair? Yeah. yeah. I, I think they both are, but I think I'd rather have Smith. Yeah, I, wherever these guys go, I think they're going to fit in just well. Waddle speed is... <laughs> just well. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's alright, man. Uh, I have to go to Philly and then the career will die. Jalen Rieger. But I'm going to take Devontae Smith. You can't doubt, as Brett said, his Heisman capability on the field. He could be. He's really a complete receiver. Both are really complete receivers, but I'm going to take Devontae Smith. Yeah, I think my opinion changes if uh, Jalen Waddle didn't break his ankle. Mm-hmm, I think true. that's a big thing. Uh, obviously... Your ankles are quite big when you're a wide receiver because you're changing direction all the time. Obviously, Waddle, one of his biggest, maybe his biggest threat is his speed, uh, very fast. And uh, coming off of a broken ankle is obviously something to watch for. And I think uh, I'm going to take the safer pick with Devonta Smith. But uh, Devonta needs to put on a little bit more weight before he gets into the NFL, obviously. Yeah, thank he, you, Will. He's a skinny guy, and he's also not that tall, and he's also not that fast, but he's really well-rounded at doing everything quite well. And uh, so I'm going to take Tawanta Smith. I think they'll, they'll both be pretty solid, number one, so, in the NFL. All right. All right, that's going to do it for the first half. Yeah. We're going to take it to halftime. Yes, sir. So, the NFL offseason part one. We're going to go through it right now. We uh, saw some franchise tags. We saw a trade. We're just going to, I'm going to run through them, all of them right now. And then afterwards, you guys tell me what you like, what you don't like. I'm kind of stalling because my Twitter is taking forever to load. Oh, also, and... if you want to look at anything football-related on Twitter while Skyler's loading up Twitter, just go to the Max Sports. Yeah, go to Max Sports Twitter. Yeah, I woke up at 1 p.m. today and checked out the Immaculate Sports Twitter to find out all that had happened in the offseason oh, and was scared because I thought Trent Williams had signed with another team, but it was Trent Brown. So <laughs> That was me. You're welcome, Brett. Thank all right. you. Oh, I thought you were talking about Trent Taylor. No. Not Trent Taylor... He's probably gone. One of my favorites, but hasta luego or hasta la vista, hasta la vista. Luego. What is? What's, what's the difference? Luego. Whatever. He's gone. All right, I'm just gonna run through them all right now. Levante David agrees to an extension, two years with Tampa. Marcus Williams got the tag from the Saints. Allen Robinson got the tag from the Bears. Chris Godwin got the tag from the Bucks. The Raiders Trent's trade trade offensive tackle Trent Brown. And a 2022 seventh to the Pats for a 2022 fifth. The Giants give Leonard Williams the tag. The Jags give Cam Robinson the tag. The Panthers give Taylor Morton the tag. Martin. Martin. Okay. Oh. Thinking of Charlie Morton. Morton or whatever. I don't know. It's weird to say. The uh, Washington Football Team gives Brandon Scherf the tag. The Jets. Give Marcus May the tag, and the Dolphins have traded for former first-round pick Isaiah Wilson, the tackle. Yep. All right. And Dak signed an extension. Yes, we did. We kind of talked about that already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Go ahead. Anybody have? Uh, um, how about the Raider fans? You know, well, I, um, not as a Raider fan, but the Chris Godwin tag kind of surprises me. 
Uh, you know, I kind of thought he's just going to go get paid, but I didn't really even think about the franchise tag. I know you get money from it, but uh, the tag is not something that I really thought of. And then also Marcus Williams getting the tag. Uh, as a Raider fan there, kind of had some input because uh, we might be looking for a safety or should be looking for a safety this coming off season. But uh, I guess the Saints now have money that they didn't have before. So uh, I guess the, well, they let Trey Hendrickson walk. Well, yeah, but he wasn't like yeah. yeah. They they still were. I think still had the most cap penalty in the league even after that. But the interesting one to me was Allen Robinson. Not so much that they did franchise tag him, but what might happen because of it. I don't think Allen Robinson's gonna want to play on a franchise tag. I don't think he wants to play in Chicago, unless. Some shifting happens there, and maybe Russell Wilson is brought in. But I think he's going to get an Emmanuel Sanders type trade halfway through the year. I wouldn't surprise me if he got a trade, or and it wouldn't surprise me if he simply sat this year out. Um, Marcus Williams as well. I had him going to Vegas. Uh, don't know where the Saints got the money to do that. Uh, well, they can franchise that one person. I know, but it's still money. It's still yeah, it's still, money. still money coming out of the Saints. Yeah, the highest average for yeah. the position. Um, money. Not super shocked by any of the offensive line moves. Kind of expected those. Cam Robinson, maybe a little surprising to me. Yeah, I guess they're not going after uh, Trent Williams after Yeah, all. Cam Robinson was probably the biggest surprise. Not remembering all the names, but I, I think the Raiders with the Trent Brown, that was pretty horrible signing looking back on it, obviously, money-wise. Highest paid tackle in the league. Played how many games for you guys? Uh, like 11. Played like 11 games. They put an air bubble into his airstream, almost killed the man, and he's back <laughs> with Bill Belichick. Yep. Wow. Alex? I don't really have much to say. I mean, Marcus Williams was pretty surprised to me. That was the only one I'm pretty surprised about. I did say Alan Robinson's going to return, and Justin Simmons. I don't know if you mentioned him. Oh, yeah, Justin Simmons. Yes. Yeah. Simmons was a little bit earlier, though, so I didn't, yeah. I didn't uh, think about that. Oh. All right, so yeah. Marcus oh, also Yeah, Kenny Galladay not getting the tag. Yes, Kenny Galladay hitting the open market. John New Smith, Hunter Henry hitting the open market. John Johnson not hitting the market. The third. Yes, not the second or the first. And John Johnson, the third is hitting the market. Yeah. So guys, the Jets have tagged Marcus May. At first, I was like, "Oh fuck no," because we were hearing that getting in a little argument with the Jets about his contract, but turns out he wants to stay there long term. They're working on a deal right now. They just wanted to get him on the books with the tag first before they extended him. So I'm okay with that. Possible culture change going on in the metropolitan area. People are going to want to play for Rob Sella, I'm telling you. I would want to play for yeah. him, that's for sure. But you don't play football. I could. No, but you yeah. don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, the NBA All Star Game. Um, wow, let's just let's just start with the skills challenge. With the skills challenge. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, it's man. <laughs> that's a second win, right? Yeah. My, I think my, so. I think, yeah. Oh, that's right. You got second. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't surprised. You skills know, challenge legend. Especially the European, especially the big guys, uh, do pretty well in the passing and the dribbling there. Luca didn't give a shit about it. Um, and Chris Paul missed a layup again. <laughs> I didn't even watch it, so... I, I didn't watch it either. I, didn't, I watched it on YouTube the next day. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I would have put money on Luca. I guess he think he didn't warm up. I, <laughs> he he I, didn't even shake his jacket off. He was, like, just 
slow motion period. Uh, I was watching. He missed like three passes in a row. <laughs> like you, you have to get it to like a little higher than higher whatever. Thing or whatever. Look as funny. He missed girl. like three or four times in a row, and the guy like already hit the shot by the time that he was done with it. So rough, yeah. rough time for Luca, but I mean. I'd like some over him, so. Yeah. All right. How about the dunk contest? No, three Aaron. point. Three point. I'm going to start dunk. Well, we, we did talk about, 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 about Yeah. The dunk contest was terrible. Oh, yeah. It was terrible. Worst one that I think I've seen in my life. Uh, there's been there's been pretty bad ones out there. Yeah. Well, worse so, than that one, though? John Walls not worse. John Walls was bad. I still uh, don't think it was worse than that one. See, I picked Amphony because he was the only one that could jump out of the three. So I I thought it was a safe pick. He did end up winning. I just don't like how you know Obi Toppin can miss three dunks in a row and on the fourth one get a nine. Like what the heck? Not too long ago, guys would get threes and fours if they missed their first dunk. They just gotten a little soft. I mean, to be honest, I thought it was Cruz after the first dunk. I thought Cassie Stanley's first dunk was the best dunk we saw the whole contest. To be completely fair, um, Tracy McGrady, the Tracy McGrady Simons one was probably a close second in my opinion. Yeah. But I Simon, liked, I like Obi Toppin's first time. Yeah, that was that was a good one. Those were probably the best three overall. I thought Simon's Simon Simon's, Simon's or, sorry. Uh, I, I don't even want to talk about it. Stanley. I thought Stanley got robbed on the first one. He had to try a little too hard on the second. I think if he stayed in, he was our best chance at getting a show. From what I saw, he made that first dunk look easy. Second one, he struggled with. He had to revert to what was really a boring dunk, and he knew he was out as soon as it happened. But overall, just it was pretty terrible I mean, to watch. Donovan Mitchell's one was pretty boring. Dominic Diablo's was pretty boring. Still better they're, than that. They're better than those ones, though. Yeah, I mean, those are... Especially not, people in the stands. I mean, the I only mean, dunk contest that we've had in recent years that have been good have involved Levine. Zach Levine or Aaron Gordon. John Walls was pretty bad with Harrison Barnes. That one was pretty bad. Yeah. The Black Falcon. Yeah, honestly, like, the last one I remember being legendary was Blake Griffin. What? No. No. Levine and Gordon. I thought it was a great one, but not like legendary. That was that's that's considered one of the best ones ever. Really? Yeah. And Blake Griffin dunked over a hood of a. I, I still don't think that dunk was as good as people made it. He didn't jump over the middle. He dunked over the front of the hood, but that was a good one. He gets Kios for life. <laughs> oh, all right. Wow, he's so excited. I'm, I'm sure he's driving over. <laughs> you know, he doesn't get for life though. Dunks. He hasn't dunked the ball since 2019. No, but. He does have a new team. That's the yeah. Brooklyn Nets. Tell us about that one, Alex. Thank you. Blake Griffin to the Nets? Yeah. yeah. You got an opinion on it? Spot right? up shooter mm-hmm. going to the Nets? You he, know? He, reun- no God. he reunites with DeAndre Jordan. Uh, I mean, if this guy starts just yamming it down on people, <laughs> I'm going to be pretty. That's going to be pretty yeah, tough. Don't think he will. Watch, watch his interview. Mm-hmm. Is it be a joke? Yeah. Like, they weren't real. Okay, okay. He's trying to get out of Detroit. He's yeah. going to duck. Uh, he's going to duck in the Nets. I mean, this move was purely to win a championship. He said it's... They're going to win. I mean, it, okay. if you're looking at a team, poised to win a championship if you're Blake Griffin, uh, Nets are the team. I mean, Blake Griffin getting rings is kind of weird. Low-key. James Harden winning ring is pretty weird, too. That's true. Did you know that he is from Oklahoma City? Right. Cool. Blake he Griffin. went to Oklahoma College, so I could have guessed it. Makes sense. Yeah. Little one back. What is this trivia? No. If they weren't the favorites already, this makes him more favorite. Honestly, I think this doesn't make that big of a deal. Like, what is he going to do on this team? What? I mean, okay, okay. Who's who's going to play more, him or Bruce Brown? Him? He's going to play like 20 minutes per game. Bruce Brown's been amazing. 
Blake Griffin's in freaking Hall Maybe Hall of Fame. That's the thing with the NBA. It's just the in name. The NBA, people get hooked on the names. Yeah, all about the production. Hey, you'll see. You'll see. Hey, how much did Andre Iguodala hey, play Udala. last year? He's he going to take that bench role, man. How much did he play for the Heat last year? Not that he well, he barely man. played any this year, and if there weren't for a, game, a clutch, if it weren't for a couple of crucial injuries, he he'd be barely be playing this year. Like, yeah. It's just, it's, it's just the mean, name. The thing is, though, the fact or fact of the matter is, uh, you know, if there's if there's one one shot with the universe on the line, <laughs> like if we're taking yeah. one singular person, I want to get out. Like I think that's quite obvious. I'd want Steph Curry winning the three-point contest champion if I have one shot. That's a good good shot to take. I like it. <laughs> but anyways, guys, um, I'll talk a little bit about spring training for the A's. Uh, there's one guy that's just tearing it up right now. It's Bobby Wood Jr. for Kansas City. Uh, right now he's hitting seven for 21, two homers, six RBIs. Obviously, these stats don't mean a lot, especially in spring training. But the point of this is that... He's the only prospect right now getting 20 at-bats so far. And, you know, Wanda Franco is, I think, 4 for 10. Um, bomb. Taylor Trammell, 4 for 13. And the, the next guy up is, like, Andrew Vaughn, 3 for 7. So not, not a lot going on. And this guy's playing a pretty good second base, too. I think if he doesn't get screwed with service time, this is a guy we could see up in the majors. Bob Maybe in a couple months. Especially with Wet Merrifield's ability to play outfield, they yeah. can move him out there, and you know they got Mondesi at short. Mondesi and Mer- i don't know why—I was looking at the Royals box score the other day, but both <laughs> those guys have been tearing it up too. Oh yeah, sure. You know they have a pretty young pitching staff. It's not horrible though. Obviously, I don't think they're going to go on any play. Is it better than the Mariners? <laughs> no. <laughs> and uh yeah that's all i have for you guys on uh, on the halftime yeah second the second welcome back guys we're doing trivia sean won last week but he's not here today so i drew up some questions we're gonna do five baseball and then five football yeah sean's, girl- sean's girlfriend came home so i'm sure sean's enjoying himself quite well right now. trivia yeah fun, sean. <laughs> wear all protection right. okay are you guys ready for this one? Question number one. Who led the MLB in 02 called strikeouts in 2020? As a pitcher or a hitter? As a hitter. Okay. Is it Matt Olson, Mike Trout, Nelson Cruz, in or Javi Baez? 20, sorry, 2020. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. Javi Baez was the last one. Say, say that again. Who led the MLB in 02 called Watching strikeouts oh. in 2020. Okay. Is it Matt Olson, Mike Trout, Nelson Cruz, or Javi Baez? <laughs> Matt Olson denied. Does that have like the, the most amount that like the amount that it was? You have said in it, but like the amount that it was? The amount was ten. Okay. Mm-hmm. I did see Matt Olson look at strike three. He did quite often. He says look at strike three. I I'm pretty sure it's got to the top four. That's typically that's kind of how it was the top four. Wasn't the top four? I okay. I don't think Javi Baez is the top four guy. Javi Baez swings at yeah. literally everything. Yeah. But that also makes me think, wow, this could be a trick question. I'm going to go with Mike Trout. Who is the third person? Nelson Cruz. 
feel like we're not talking about at all. Yeah. Uh, what about Nelly? I'll go Matt Olson. All right. Brett's on the board. It was Mike Trout. Nelson Cruz did have five, though. He was the next on this list. Someone from 10 to 5? That's a wow. Therefore, that was not my go. <laughs> All right, question number two. Who was the last shortstop to have 10 years in a row with 145 games or more played with the same team? Is it J.J. Hardy, <laughs> Jimmy Rollins, Elvis Andrews, or Brandon Crawford? Oh, How long has Crawford been in the league? First two are Hardy and... 10, uh, 10, 10, 10, 11 years. J-Roll. Go on, J-Roll. For some reason, I remember Andrews having... Wait, is this the first player to do no, it? No, the most recent. The most recent, recent, recent. Yeah. I feel like Andrews has had an injury, but I can't... Andrews has been there since the championship. I know, but lost. has he had an injury? So if not, I feel like he... Ben Crawford's been there a long time, too. I'm going to go with Andrews, because I don't remember a specific injury, and I know he's been there a while as the everyday. I'm going to go Coffee Cow. Go J-Roll. J-Roll did it, but Andrews was more recent. Dang. I don't think Andrews even played 10 years in the MLB. He has. 10 he's... years in a row with at least 145 yeah. games. He's been killing it. How long has Crawford been in the league? Crawford has 10. been. Yeah, Crawford's been here for 11 or 12 years, but. He hasn't played enough games. He had an injury. But he had a couple injuries. Yeah, I think he had an injury. All right, so that's Brett 2, Kyle Alex, nothing. How many questions are there? There are 10. Okay. So, question number three is going to be Who is the last MLB player to hit two grand slams in one game? Is it Fernando Tatis Sr.? Josh Willingham, <laughs> Kevin Kuzminov, <laughs> or Daniel Nava? Oh, gee, I. Mm, Daniel Nava. I'm going to say Daniel Nava. I'll go Nava. Nava hit a grand slam in his first career oh, at bat, but it was only one. Uh, Josh Willingham hit two in 2009 for the Nationals. Josh Willingham? I knew Nava had a grand slam hey, stat. I just. Mm. Willingham? What did Willingham do in 2011? He did something for the A's. Don't know what it was. He left the team in home runs. Yes, he did. Yeah. Then he had 32. 28. Wow. 27. Tati Sr. did have two home yeah. runs. One inning. One inning. One inning. One inning. It was a little before. And uh, Kuzminov, same with Nava. First time we'll be at bat, but it was only one. All right. Question number four. In 2020, who led DHs in home plate to first base time? What? Was it Shohei Otani, Mark Canna, Derek Dietrich, or Jesse Winker? Oh. Should be Shohei. It should be Shohei. The only guy it could be other than that is Canna. It's not Winker. Winker is 27 speed in MLB The Show. But Canna's from the right side. I know. I I mean, I'm going with Shohei. Should be Shohei. I'm going to copy them. It is Shohei. Dietrich and Winker were second and third, though. Because Ken is right-handed hitter. I thought Winker was slow, slow. Right-handed hitter is his own thing. Yeah. That was a little giveaway. I should have put another... Big Poppy. Mitch Moreland. Mitch Moreland. All right. 
Brett's got three. The others have one. This is our last baseball question. Who led the Tampa Bay Rays in first pitch swinging strikes as a pitcher in 2020? First pitch swinging strikes in 2020. Was it Blake Snell, Tyler Glasnow, Ryan Yarborough, or Diego Castillo? This is swinging misses. Swinging misses? I don't think Snell's. Mm-hmm. Swinging misses method. on the first pitch. Glasnow gets too many strikeouts for. I mean, I, I mean, now I guess that could be result in swing and miss. So it could be recency bias. It's all recency bias. <laughs> okay, okay, I meant, I meant postseason recency bias. This is regular season stats. Yeah. Yes. I don't think it's Castillo just because of the sure amount of like, like uh, innings pitched, batter yeah. space. But he also might have the most electric stuff. I mean, yeah. Uh, I'm going. I'm going Yarborough. Yeah, I swear to fuck if it's Yarborough, I'm gonna kill you, Scaly. <laughs> I'm not gonna kill you. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going snow. Fuck it, snow. I'm gonna go glass now. Blast now threw the most first pitch strike. He got ripped on LO. It was Blake Snell with uh, the winning strike misses. Needed it. Castillo was actually pretty high up there. He has more innings pitched than Yarbrough last year. Yarbrough was, Yarbrough was hurtless. Yeah. Uh, what, was, what, what was Glasnow again? What'd you say? Oh, Glasnow threw the yeah, most strikes, but he got raked on OO pitches. So they weren't. Probably because they were looking fastball. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the only way you're hitting gloves now. You can't hit his curve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we got Brett with three, Kyle with two, Alex with one. We're moving on to the football questions. Yes. Number six. <laughs> oh, no. Who was the last running back to get 1,000 yards rushing in 10 straight seasons? Was it Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, Adrian Peterson, or Curtis Martin? <laughs> what? Right, who are we guessing? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so wait, Sanders, Martin, AP, who was the fourth? Walter Peters. Oh, Peters. Yeah, Peyton. 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 That would be. <laughs> that would be a goat running. That would, that would be Walter Peterson. Well, uh, WP. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it would be a adds up. And I don't think it's AP. He beat a child in between what would have been his 10 years. But that's your count? Or the year after that? <laughs> Wait, is, oh, is Ladanian? I'm, I'm going Barry. Actually, no, is this Barry? the latest? The Barry? The last, last running back to do it? The last running back to do it. 1,010 straight years? Yes. It's going to be Martin. I'm going to go Barry with Brett. Skelly, your answers are actually pretty tough. I know. It's like you're doing this in a way because I know the answer that you want is Curtis Martin. I made all of these up. And we, we know. It was on purpose. I feel like it's variable. I don't. Wait, I don't think it's AP. I said I said Barry. I think I said Barry. Don't curse, Martin. I said Barry. Answer Barry. Barry. Barry Sanders did it in the eighties. Curtis Martin, early two thousand. Dang it! Oh. it. <laughs> Only two to do it though. Let's go. The only two. I knew it. Hey, who is on there, dude? Curtis Martin, my man. I just got to throw him on there. 
All right, question number seven. You guys are going to like this one. In the 2009 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns traded out of the number five pick for two second-round picks, turned into Muhammad Masakwai and another bust. Who was taken at pick number five? Was it B.J. Raji, <laughs> Michael Crabtree, Mark Sanchez, or Darius Hayward Bay? Crabtree. Definitely was not Crabtree. Niners took Crabtree. Wait. What? Your answer's locked, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Is it really? What was the question again? Who who's trading for who? I just heard number five pick. The second round pick, Crabtree was taken seventh overall by the Niners. No, no, not a second round pick. Number five overall. Oh, number five. Oh, it was Crabtree was yeah. still seventh by the Niners, out of Oklahoma State. No, no, no. Was it Texas Tech? No. Texas Tech. Yeah. Sorry, you're right. Uh, fuck. You said Raji Crabtree, fucking Jimmy Johnson. Hey, Hayward Bay. Hayward Bay. Darius Hayward Bay, Bay was Mark Sanchez. Sanchez was first. Sanchez wasn't I thought he was first. <laughs> no. I actually think it is Mark Sanchez. I'm going to go Mark Sanchez. Okay. I said, but you said, you said, no. I'm going to Sanchez. I'm going to Sanchez. DHB was a five pick, so I'll go Sanchez. It was Mark Sanchez. There we Number go. five overall. The Jets traded up for him. He won four playoff games. And the Browns got two busts. There you go. There you go. I'll take it. I'll so take what? It. It's four, four, two? One. No, four, he didn't. He four, did four, one. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Question number eight. So what? Three more? Including this one? Three more, yes. Didn't, wait, did the Raiders take Hayward Bay? Yeah. yeah. They did. It was all like three picks around yeah. the area. That's, I was trying to make it tough, but you know. All right. Number eight is who is the only quarterback? To throw more than twelve interceptions and start in the playoffs this season. Was it more than twelve interceptions and start in the playoffs in twenty twenty one? Was it Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Philip Rivers, or Ben Roethlisberger? Oh, some picks. I don't think it's Rivers. That's the only guy I don't think it is. I'm gonna say uh, Russell Wilson. That's locked. Russell Wilson's locked. Yeah, yeah. I know Brady had interception problems early, but I think... and Roethlisberger just threw the ball ten thousand times. Can we change the question to whoever wins the most this season? Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. <laughs> can't do that. Um, I'm, going, I'm going Brady. I'm going Russell Wilson as well. Kyle, you're wrong. Russell Wilson, 13 picks. Was Brady at 10. Rosberg at 11. Good. Uh, Look at good that work. work. Okay. Good work. Yeah. Uh, I, know, I know Rivers probably had the picks. least of all those guys. I assume. Rosberg at 10, uh, 11 picks. 36. All right. Two questions left. Brett's got five. Kyle's got four. Alex with two. Mathematically eliminated, but you could confuse these guys. <laughs> All right. Question number nine. Doesn't get easier, boys. Which NFL team had a top nine pass defense and missed the playoffs? Was it the LA Chargers, the New York Jets, the Arizona Cardinals, or the San Francisco 49ers? 
Those are all past defense. Mm. In terms of yardage or in terms of yardage. So Chargers, Jets, Niners, Cardinals. Yes. Well, it's, it can't be the Jets. There's no shots, the Jets. I mean, Scholars put some Jets answers on here already, so. <laughs> it's going to look bad if I get this wrong, but I think it is 49ers. Do I got an answer? Go ahead. Shoot, man. Um, I'll, I'll put Niners. You know, if it's in terms of yardage, thinking about it, the Jets were getting killed most of their games. So teams are running the ball against them. So I'm going with Jets. Y'all locked in? Yeah. Okay, well, how come my, my crafty pick was locked in? If you, oh, if you we're locked. Um, yeah. yeah. It's Niners. Well, Alex, you were mathematically eliminated. So. And not tough. None of you got it right. It was the Chargers. That was my second thing. The Cardinals oh, the were number 10, though. We had, we had good pass defense early. We kind of fell apart. Yeah, oh. yeah Jets were at the bottom. Yeah. And the Niners Jets? were about 16. That makes sense. All right. Here we go. This one's for all the marbles. Question number 10. How many pick sixes did Zayvon Collins have in 2020? <laughs> is it one, two, three, or four? <laughs> what kind of question is this? I'm up by one right now, right? This is linebacker from Tulsa. Collins. We, we yeah. <laughs> I think our whole, if, if you've been listening, you should know. We've uh, talked about this guy. I don't even know how many times. Gotta be three or four. I'm going to say two. <laughs> I'm already out, so. Pick sixes this year. Not yes. <laughs> I, was I think Kyle's waiting for me to answer. I have to wait. Have yeah, to wait. so I, I'm going to go I'm gonna go with four. I think Kyle should go with, yeah. It's got to be two or three. Got it. Right. Or it's got to be fucking... Destroying as no, he's, I, I know he had multiple. I, I don't know because I know he had that one game winning one. I know that. I don't know if he had one. I'm assuming if Skyler's been dick riding this motherfucker, that it's got to be one and one. But is it all the way up to three? It goes up to four. I don't, I'm going four. I'm going big. Is it one? Is it two? Is it three? <laughs> Just answer. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to. All right. three, wasn't Kyle it? Kyle has fourth overtime. He had two. It was two. Four total picks. Okay. Two pick sixes. Now I'm going to have to find another question. <laughs> Whoa, look at this. Oh, did you spell my name? <laughs> All right. All right. Damn. Woo. I needed that. Miles Leonard stepping away. Yeah. What? Anti-Semitic slur did Miles Leonard <laughs> stream. <laughs> and this guy was going to say all the slur. <laughs> we cannot repeat that. Uh, looks like Drexel's going dancing, though. Yep. Drexel beats Drexel. number... What is it? Eight, Elon. Scott, Elon Musk. Scott, Which team is going dancing? Do you want... Do you want to go basketball? Oh, speaking of Miles Leonard, Shams just tweeted. He has released a statement. Yeah, I did. You released one earlier. Was it, was, like it, was it legit? Was it was lengthy. You just want to like Instagram or something. So during the intermission oh, oh, here. He actually released a statement. 
during the intermission here at Macklin Sports, uh, this is a great time for us to plug our social medias. So, uh, Twitter is a Mac Sports, uh, Instagram, Macklin Sports, TikTok, a Macklin Sports. Uh, no, I. We have a YouTube. Right, I, it's Immaculate Sports. Uh, I don't think we have any. We have a website, ImmaculateSports.com. Go check it out. I uh, haven't made anything in a little while, but that might be changing soon. I don't know. I'm kind of busy. Let's gather. All right. A question. I got your question. Yep. Some basketball. Okay. Ooh. Which one of these NBA players is in the top five <laughs> in steals per game right now? Is it Kawhi Leonard, Ben Simmons, Robert Covington or Fred Van Fleet? Van Fleet. Can I? I I can't answer the same question. It's the same answer as him, right? Do I go with my more overtime? Do I go with my guy? Do you, Do you have another question prepared right right now? We can I can find one yeah. easily. You know when Roko's on the answer sheet. You gotta go, Rocco. I ride or die with Rocco. I've done it for for ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert Covington. Robert Covington is tied for sixth. Fred Van Fleet Damn. is third. Let's go. Go. I, I okay. I went with the smallest guy because you know I mean? you know you see like Curry led the league in steals one year. Curry's not a great defensive player. Small guys tend to get more steals because they're covering the primary ball handler. That's. That All was right. a fun episode. Very fun episode. Nah, that was too obvious. That was the most obvious. When, when Roko's an answer, I have right. to go with Roko. So. Roko is, yeah. I mean. Congratulations, Brett. You have conquered the demon. Dude, Jokic is second. Right. I didn't call before. Since we... Uh, I was talking about my question. Oh, oh you know. <laughs> so, that is the demon. Since uh, we changed spots, you're going to have to say what the layups were and stuff since we're we're going to that now. So. Okay. Well, what I just... Oh, here, here. Is what you do. Oh, never mind. We got it right here. So uh, last week, our layups, as we're going to get to our layups and our bowl predictions here. Uh, I had the Pelicans minus five versus Chicago. That didn't happen. Chicago won. Uh, Brett had Carolina beating Detroit, and they did. Uh, that's hockey, by the way. That's not basketball because Carolina does not have a basketball team. Uh, Skyler had the Clippers over Washington. That did not happen. Uh, and Alex had over in the Pelicans-Bulls game. Uh, 236.5. Both teams scored over 120, so that hits. Let's go to our layups for this week, where I am going to the NCAA women's basketball scene. <laughs> what? Where, uh, in the WAC, uh, the WAC tournament, the first round, uh, 0-13 Chicago State goes up against 12-5 Utah Valley, and I'm taking Utah Valley with this. This is my lock. I'd lay up, and uh, yes, they they played earlier this year. Obviously, Chicago State did not do too well in that, and uh, Chicago State I don't think has had a game closer than spread. There is no spread, uh, but Chicago State's last uh, five games lost by ten, lost by eight, lost by twenty, lost by thirty three, and lost by twenty four. Shout out my boy Riley goes to Utah Valley. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know that was a school. But I will keep it professional, a little pro hockey again. The past two, two of the past three weeks, I've bet against Detroit both times. It's worked. Tampa Bay plays them, I believe, Thursday. It's going to be minus one spread, as it always is in hockey. Tampa Bay, defending Stanley Cup champions, minus Nikita Kucherov still, who's out all year, over Detroit and Dylan Larkin. 
Mine is going to be some college basketball. West Virginia is going to cover against Oklahoma State on Thursday. I know Kate Cunningham is back. I know Avery Anderson, the third, dropped 30 points on him last week. But I think they're going to have some uh, some communicational struggles. You know, two ball hogs coming back in the same game. I think they will fall yep. to West Virginia, the Mountaineers. Yeah, it's been working horrible for the Nets with KDO, just Kyrie and Harden, two primary ball handlers. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay, <laughs> what are you talking about, bro? But my lip, I'm locking this in. Michigan, Gonzaga, Baylor, Illinois, all number one Illa, seeds. Illa who? Illinois. Illinois, all number one seeds in the tournament. Selection Sunday is this Sunday. Woo! One of the best Sundays of the year. Other than, uh, other than the 22 ones that are occupied by football. Super Sunday? The Sunday after the Tuesday? That's Super Tuesday? Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, that only happens once every four years, anyway. So, two years depends. Or championships. I don't know. All right. Let's, uh, let's go to our bold predictions. Uh, last week I had uh, Cassius Stanley. Uh, I want to say Cassius Nasty <laughs> uh, winning the slam dunk contest. I still think his dunk was pretty fucking good to start it off, but he didn't win. Uh, the rest of the bold predictions hit. Brett had the Wild beating Vegas, and they did. Uh, Alex had Anthony Simons. I know Skyler. Oh, Skyler. Oh, yeah, it's an S. Uh, Simons won in the dunk contest. That did happen. And Alex chose the easiest bold prediction. Uh, Stephen Curry won in the three-point contest. Alex chose a layup yeah, as a bold prediction. Three point in a for my bold prediction, I don't know there was actually spreads for these. I'm going to spring training baseball. Where I'm going to take the, the Tigers over the Phillies tomorrow. Uh, despite having a 6-2 and two record, the Phillies are favorites in this game. Uh, minus 140. So, uh... Guys, don't bet on spring training, if you can hear me. Bet on spring training. Look what happened with the A's today. Comfortable 8-5 to five lead. Bam. Cubs hit a grand slam and they called the a game. Because we put... No, because they play seven innings. Yeah, so it's only seven innings. And games, Nick Turley pitching. It's still probably not... Well, Mark could have put in Petit instead of Turley. Petit gave up five runs yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and two-thirds of an inning, I'd still advise not betting against spring training because you don't know who's going to play. Nope. Um, for me, stick on with hockey. Kings over Avs, not sure which day they play. Avs were considered borderline top five team in the league. Kings came in, not a good team this year, but have over... over Overthrown. Eh. Over, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but they've been better than expected. Still a below 500 team. I think Kings will find a way to beat the Avs. And I got the Knicks over the Milwaukee Bucks on Thursday. Uh, Giannis is going to have a little all-star hangover, and they're going to lose to the Knicks. Yep, my prediction is Philadelphia 76ers beat the Bulls. I think it's tomorrow. Uh, without Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, that's my prediction. Yeah. It's been a fun episode. Danny Green's going to go off, right? Uh, Steph. Steph Curry. Pick them up. Seth. Tyrese Maxey. Matisse Steibel. Maxey's going to have to go a lot. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a fun episode. Uh, kind of felt short. I'm really not too sure, though. But, it's, uh, it's about an hour, but yeah. shorter than what our recent weeks have been. Yeah. So yeah. you should stay and listen to it all. Yeah. I, mean, I guess you already have if you've heard that. You know, if you have any way to watch or listen or uh, hear about that Utah Valley game tomorrow. <laughs> Actually, I think it's on Thursday. Maybe tomorrow. I'm not sure. Oh, wait. 
No, I think it is tomorrow. But uh, go poll for Utah Valley because Chicago State sucks. And, uh, yeah, we're going to keep it that way. Yeah. All right, next Tuesday we're going to have a March Madness breakdown to talk about some of bracketology. Let's go, baby. I, so I might as well. Moves too. Go I'm showing up just for trivia next week. I don't know anything about college basketball. All I'm right. Really nothing. We'll see you next week. Go Jets. Go Utah Valley.